completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. At this point in time, we know of only one method of killing the creatures, or to destroy the brain. Be on the guard of any loved ones who may have recently been in any sort of contact with the infected. And if you find yourself in a threatened position, please do not hesitate to act. Again, this is not a test. This is not a joke. We as a species are overwhelmed. We are outnumbered. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the number one social distancing podcast. My name is Kenny, otherwise known as Fufu Kali Booth. And with me today is my esteemed colleagues, Koosh Moose, Big Hello. L, and Rocker Dude. What's up, guys? <coughs> hey. Uh-oh. Uh, you okay, uh, Corey? <clears throat> you say Ori? Ori's not doing great. Oh, my God. Spoiler. <laughs> the over-under on Ori has been reached already. <laughs> <laughs> Who has thirty seconds in the time in the pool? Not even, not even. 30. Yeah, yeah, what am I saying? That's not even. Now that you mentioned it, Ori is great. I was going to say, how was your guys' week while you're trapped in house quarantine? But it, you know, you two, go ahead, start off. How was Ori so far? Ori is great. Ori's good. Ori's uh really really good. I it's great and good. It's great. It's good. It's fantastic. Uh, mediocre putrid decent no bugs in between <laughs> yeah no, no, bu- bugs. no bugs at all <laughs> <laughs> are those still present all right so here's here's the deal so ori came out what was it, like wednesday today's monday yeah. i have put 18 and a half hours into ori holy crap and i have 99 percented completed the game on normal difficulty wow uh, there are some buggy achievements related to completing the game in various ways. And I left my 1% for G-Task purposes. Uh, one, they're big points now, but also I don't want to deal with that decay. So I'm pretty much done with it, uh, which basically means spe- uh, slight spoilers, I guess. Uh, there's also speedrun achievements and there's hard mode achievements. And other miscellaneous stuff that you can add in with that. So I'm looking at two more playthroughs at least. Only two? Only well, the first one need like minimum five two. or six. Well, I think I think you can do it if you min max it. I think you can get it done in two. But you really suck all the joy out of the game. I think when you try to do it in two. Yeah. Um, are you saying Corey sucks at the game? I mean, that's not exactly what I said, but with some creative editing, I'm sure you can get that. <laughs> I think Corey suck at that story. Achievements. <laughs> um, so I took, um, I just got, I just rolled credits before the podcast. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And my time played nice. was like 21 hours. Now, did you stop to go to the bathroom or do you even have toilet paper at this point? Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course I've gone to the bathroom. I had to go buy uh, three truckloads of toilet paper. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Seems right. And then sit on my toilet paper throne mm-hmm. while I played <laughs> Ori. Um, so I did not look at the achievements, and I just played through. Uh, and then 
I brought the guide because I was, I just wanted to see if things were tracking. I saw that some of them were tracking. And at that point I was like, oops, there's an achievement. I didn't know was an achievement. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll go finish that. I was just like knocking enemies into uh, environmental hazards to kill them. So you have to do it like 10 times or something. And I already done it like 30%. So I just went ahead and knocked that out. And then I didn't really look at them again until uh, pretty close to the end of the game. Um, when I ran into an issue with uh, a glitch. Now, the first Ori also had a glitch with uh, regards to collectibles, and this one appears to have something similar. Now, the solution uh, for this achievement says that you can delete your local save and reload the game a couple times, maybe delete the local save a couple a couple times and reload the game, and it, at that point, it might pop for you uh, when you're just playing the game naturally. Now, that actually happened to me for the collectibles. I'd, I'd collected everything in the game and the achievement wasn't popping. And I thought it was related to this um, energy pickup that I had gotten. That just I'm at 97% and it won't click over to 100%, even though I have all, all 20 of them. Um, so as I was playing through doing some time trial type stuff, some, some of these speed runs, if you will, uh, my achievement popped for the collectibles. Like after run was over and I was just goofing off, I, you know, got some uh, energy from some guys I killed and bang, my collectible achievement popped. So that was weird. Uh, so I'm still hoping to get all the achievements that I've earned out of this first run. Um, but man, it was fun. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun in those 21 hours and I am looking forward to going and getting a whole bunch more stuff out of it. So. Yeah. Agreed. Um, there was a lot uh, so I, I did Sans walkthrough um, as much as possible. I had to peek probably two times. No, you didn't. Small peaks, small peaks. <laughs> uh, the game did a really good job of making me feel really smart at times, and 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 it really like an idiot at times. So good job, Moon Studios. There, uh, there are very. <laughs> what there's do you some, mean by that? So. There is one area in particular that is you can only access it from the left side or the right side, and I could not figure it out uh, for the life of me on how to, to get it. And I I did this like two or three times today. I, I pinged Kush, and uh, one time I did it, I said, I'm just telling you this because I know I'm about to find it after I complain about it, but I couldn't figure <laughs> out how to get this area opened. Uh, it turns out there was a connected switch which was really a button uh on a different section of that map and uh i spent at least half an hour playing around this this time this area uh <laughs> the, the the one the part about it that kind of sucked was uh to get to one side of it i uh, i don't know if it if i did it intentionally uh but i i was i did, came up with some pretty clever sequence breaking uh i think kush came up with the same thing so maybe it was, it was intentional i don't i don't remember if i had to get up there beforehand but uh, the, uh, the movement in this game is really fun to me, uh, probably second to sunset overdrive, which I loved. I don't know if, if a game could beat that for me. Uh, but this is up there really? as far as platforming. Yeah. Yeah. I love sunset overdrive. Yeah. See, I don't so get that. I don't get the love for the sunset overdrive movement. Um, the whole rail system annoyed me. Um, but Ori, I agree, has really great movement and always has in my opinion. Definitely. But it was just things like that that made me feel like an idiot. But at the other same same time, I found pretty clever ways to get places 
that I obviously wasn't supposed to get to uh, because it would just be blocked like a hard stop by not having uh, an ability, you know, your typical Metroidvania uh, formula where you have to go and get something. Uh, so I didn't find a lot of sequence breaking as far as that goes, uh, but I haven't looked into it too much. Uh, I'm sure it's there if I just tried a little bit harder maybe, but yeah. Uh, if I had to compare it, uh, I, so, so the, the gameplay, the formula of the gameplay is completely different, not completely different than the first one, but it is different from the first one in the fact that you have abilities that you can get in uh, a certain order, uh, but you also have like optional, um, I guess, optional abilities that you can choose to equip at different times as well as upgrade them as well. That was not present in the first game. You just, you got abilities and you had them. And so that really added a level uh, of, I don't know, just gameplay to the whole thing that I, I think it just made for a really nice sequel to a game. Um, right. You could go around and you collect shards. These shards let you do different things and that's where you could equip uh, equip them optionally. And then your main abilities, some of them are passive and some of them uh, were binded, bound to a button and you could switch those <laughs> out. So that was that was fun. Uh, again, not in the first game. People uh, compared this system of gameplay to Hollow Knight, which I've only dived. Uh, maybe Kush can tell more about it. But from my dive, I can see the similarities. Uh, Hollow Knight is a very uh, steamed game. So it's probably no, yeah. it's it's not a surprise that they would play off of that, you know. Everything copies everything nowadays. Well, they definitely in incorporated or flat out stole <laughs> some game elements from Hollow Knight, <laughs> like the mapping system and basically the whole concept of how you get your maps is, is straight ripped from Hollow Knight. <laughs> um, then, yeah, getting the shards and uh, upgrading the shards and equipping whatever you want that straight out of hollow Knight, Absolutely. There's even areas of the levels that feel like you're playing hollow Knight, but with good, uh, and not floaty controls. Um, that, that's supposed to be a rip on hollow Knight. Uh, hollow Knight <laughs> to me is a little bit floaty. Uh, and I don't really love the controls on it. Uh, I know some people uh, choose it over Ori, but for me, Ori has always been about uh, precision jumping and precision movement. Um, and I just, I think they do a, a really good job of incorporating those elements. Um, now they didn't feel exactly Ori. It definitely felt like a, uh, you know, a progression or a big change from the original game. And it was very hard at first to, to not feel like, Oh man, they're straight ripping this from hollow Knight. But as I played the game, it felt less and less like that. It eventually started to feel like its own thing. Um, so I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, it definitely has me wanting to go and actually play Hollow Knight. So that will probably happen fairly shortly for me. Um, in terms of being a sequel, I think it is a great sequel. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. And I actually would compare it to the Guacamelee series. The second was fairly radically different than the first i like to feel the same about ori uh and i enjoyed the second guacamole uh more than the first and i think i enjoyed this ori better than blind forest Ooh, yeah i don't know about that uh, for me, <laughs> i was just about to ask that you're a purist for me, the, well the og guacamole to me is the best um the second one's good 
they've improved some things like um you know going from area to area it's much more streamlined and it's much more kind of straightforward you know where you're going to do a better job of guiding you through it a lot of people say linear is not metroidvania or linear is not good but they definitely give you a better idea of where to go now with ori um i'd say it's it's just as good as the first um the movements the movements and the move set and the attack set are much more varied in the second it's a great progression i think in terms of sequels and uh if they make a third i'd love to play it uh or if they move to a different uh ip that'd be great too as long as it's a metroidvania or something (laughs) some sort of action platformer I think they do a great job with it. I really wish they'd get more time because it did feel like a little bit rushed at the end uh, with the bugs and the patch that they put out, which then broke the end game achievements, achievements that uh, would normally pop when you beat the final boss. Um, there's three or four of those um, that won't pop right now because they broke it. Uh, so that next, uh, hopefully the very next patch will fix a bunch of performance issues. I was getting some stuttering even on the Xbox One X uh, at the very, very end that kind of ruined the cutscene for me at the end and kind of ruined um, that what was supposed to be an emotional scene. Um, Ori is walking to the right. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but my Ori was rotated 90 degrees. So her, <laughs> his or her face were was straight in the ground. <laughs> like, and if I pushed to, the, uh, you know, if I pushed up or down or I pushed the jump button, he wouldn't do anything. But if I pushed to the right, he would kind of face plant to the right. And then after a couple seconds, he flipped and then started walking to the right. And I was just like, okay, well, that kind of just ruined the the mood of this scene. <laughs> and then some of the cutscenes, some of the characters were like popping in and out of the thing. Um, so I feel like it was rushed out the door. Um, like they needed another month uh, to just get that final layer of polish on it. Um, but I mean, great game. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to playing it again. I may take a break. I may take a break from it and come back after they put out a patch or two uh, and just and knock everything out, especially if I don't get this this 100% achievement. Uh, it's going to bug me. Yeah, I don't know if a break is in my future, but I'm definitely going to try to... I'll probably try to focus on it and uh, probably wait for the patch. I, I do think it's going to come fairly uh, certain. Um, oh, for sure. But yeah, I, I, I agree. This is a, a really good progression in the uh, Ori series and... Uh, just like Kush, I, I would love a third. And uh, but if if they want to do something new, that's cool too. Uh, it would be cool if they stick to platformers because they're obviously really good at it. So I'll just leave it at that. So I feel like you guys kind of already answered my question. But would you want them to see to make a third and take the chance of? I don't want to say ruining, but maybe tarnishing what they've done so far. Because by all accounts, they have completely knocked it out of the park on both games would you want them to make a third or would you rather and to kind of and also to kind of expand on the lore expand on the world or maybe just try to jump jump ship and go to to a new world try to create something new uh well no surprise to uh anybody here but i mean i the story is obviously emotional but uh i'm here for the gameplay so i i do see where they could ruin that there is one little piece in the game that you get to do that I didn't care for as much. And if they made like a whole game out of that, then uh, obviously that would kind of ruin it for me, but I don't know. We'll uh, talk about that later. I, um, I, I always welcome a Ori. So 
Yeah, I would I would love to play a third. Um, obviously, no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> this one for me was definitely emotional, but the first one really hit me. Like the first one really. I, I would agree. I with feel that. like they nailed it. Um, this one, it just felt like okay, maybe I was expecting um, to be a little bit more invested in it, but I wasn't as invested in the the story or the emotion of the story in this one as I was in the first. Um, but yeah, I would love to see them do another one. And um, I don't, I, I don't know where it would go uh, in terms of like adding new mechanics or adding new uh, combat. I wouldn't want to see them change genres or merge, you know, do a, like a merged genre or a fusion. I wouldn't want to see that. I'd want them to stick to Ori. Uh, and if they can do it, better a third time i'm all for it but if they want to move to something else i'm okay with that that does remind me i did have one like thing when i started the game that i don't know how you would get around it especially for a sequel or you know a third game in the series but i hate it when like you're starting a sequel where it's obviously happening uh after the first game and (laughs) same character and you lose all your abilities like i was double jumping in ori and the blind forest why can't i double jump at the start of will and And when you start this game you're you're running around and you're trying to attack you have no attacks no attacks (laughs) you have no attacks (laughs) i was like what yeah so yeah I, i don't like that part but that's that's any game yeah you see that's why you have to play metroid Corey, because what happens in Metroid is you start the game with your stuff and then something happens that makes you lose your powers and you have to go find them again. So spoiler, they at least, man, uh, spoiler. They at least uh, storyline explain it. Probably you know, some totally explosions spoiler. with saving animals or not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say how long you put into the game, Corey? 18 and a half hours. And how come you haven't beaten it yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have beaten oh, it. You beat it. I beat it. Oh. I just I didn't hundred well, percent it. I didn't hundred percent it. So there's like oh. five or six achievements right. that should that, that, Got it. that I should be right there. Yeah. All right. I gotta say, I'm very proud of both of you for uh, yep. banging it out this week. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know mm, other people know. have have done more in shorter time, but um, that's not the way I wanted to play it. I wanted to um, really just take my time and play it at my pace and explore like every corner of the map. Um, and I totally did that. I mean, it's the way to do it. Uh, to, to be a little bit gross, uh, like I heard it in my head, it sounded a lot better. Rest, like I wanted to lick that bowl clean. Um, yeah, thinking about like ice cream. Like I want to get every last drop of the ice cream out there. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that came out way creepier than I thought. <laughs> yeah, speaking from the uh, like getting it done <laughs> uh, from the community, skeptical Mario actually has done the game. He said he's 100 percent done, minus the the buggy glitched achievements. Um, so when that patch comes out, hopefully uh, he unlocks them all, and uh, it's like six achievements. But otherwise, he's he's done. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I still have two awesome. playthroughs at least. I think we mentioned that before, but yeah, I, I still have two playthroughs. Yeah, probably. Well, hopefully, hopefully the magic is still there on subsequent playthroughs. Well, I think it will be. You know, if I don't do it like this week, um, uh, I mean, it's definitely going to change the way you play. So that's at least interesting. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at the achievement list now, and the second achievement seems to fit this very well for the game. It's take the bug by the horn. I know a little ironic with all the problems. Prophecy. <laughs> That's actually uh, kind of a kind of a new thing, ish. Uh, I'll take your word for that it. That was actually my third achievement. It looks like. Yep. Uh, yeah, mine as well. But yeah, you should definitely play it past 
the two minutes you tried to get into the prologue, Fufu. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been a, a good representation of what the game has for you. Now, did you do the prologue, or did you jump straight into gameplay? No. So, I uh, there's an Xbox uh, Game Pass quest, and it's basically just to earn an achievement in it. So, the other night while we were in a party, uh, I asked Corey, I'm like, hey, what's the easiest achievement in this game? I just wanted to die of it just so I can get the game pass. And he said, do the prologue. Okay. And I said, okay. So I started out the prologue and I played for about three minutes and I'm like, I'm too tired for this. I don't want to do this because it was also like 1, 1am. 1 I'm like, ah, I'll just do this later. Yeah. The prologue is not the game. It's, it's really just the story kind of set up for the game. Yeah. I didn't tell you either that the prologue without skipping it is going to take you like 20 something minutes. Probably at least I think that's what it took me. Maybe it's shorter. Yeah, that's really all uh, anything of value that I've played this week. Okay. Uh, Well, Al, you've been sitting quietly, which is very uncharacteristic of you. What have you been doing this week? I just was listening to these these guys gush on about the Ori. Well, we knew they were going to. Made me very excitable. I want to hear you gush. Gush. Mm, I know. I got to get back to the first game. It's very sad. Spoilers. (sighs) No, what? No, it's sad that I haven't I beaten know. the first game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Um, Shin, do him a favor. Put it on his Oof. RTDL. I probably removed it from there. <laughs> well, he's never doing that. I'll never get around to it then. Yeah, I didn't do too much this week. So I know that everybody has been waiting with bated breath to hear me talk about Gimme 5 <laughs> again. <laughs> or Boomer. Burnout Paradise. I'll have you no, no, no put, more. Put your that. fist back, Fufu. Put your fist back. Put your, oh, <laughs> and use some Purell while you're at it. So <laughs> I can't find none. It's all sold out. So I yeah, know there's a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> hey, he Tennessee. donated. He donated it all. <laughs> uh, yes. So wound up idling the leaderboard achievement, and it popped a couple days ago. So. Thank you for all of you who have been inquiring about this. <laughs> I reached the top 99 in games played. So uh, to remind you, I needed 7,285 games played, and it got done in the week. So you can do it, Corey. You can start up the game with no fear. And I even stopped there to not uh, clog up the leaderboards. <laughs> well, aren't you sweet? I know. I did it just for you. So I still need to... Oh, and I got up to level 50 also. So I still need to actually play through and unlock all the rest of the... I guess you would call them power-ups. And they help you get through the game. And then I have to get through 50 questions. So I'll have to sit down with that at some point. Um, On my RTDL, I had Connect Joyride, which is... If anybody needs some G-Task points, get this game. That means you, Corey... Oh, wait, no 360. You, Elroy, <laughs> you can do this. So that's, is that the one that requires Connect? It is a Connect game, and it's got worth 4,300 TA, and it's... What game? Connect Joyride. Okay, um, I did basically you, right? a car. You're in a car, and you go vroom, vroom. <laughs> and just about what every else achievement. What Every... Uh, go, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and... Oh, wait, that's Iron Snow. Excuse me. So... Uh, most of the achievements in the game are a three, four, five ratio for doing things like playing ten times, three ratio, and, just, and each each thing is like two minutes. You don't have to have to do well. If you do well, 
that's where the real TA comes in, but you can get a lot of TA in this game, so I recommend it. For anybody who still has a 360, still has a working connect, and some space in their living room where they can go beep, beep, honk, honk. Was the game free at one point? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I think that was Joyride Turbo. Uh, Yeah. I believe that's what you're probably thinking of, but you could probably find it at a GameStop for cheap. Cheap, cheap. What else did I play? Not too too much. Uh, just uh, some uh, some more Ferns Gate on my RPGner. That's my one JRPG that I've been working on. I think I'm like 50 hours in now. <laughs> Are you having fun though? I actually am having fun. It's a very weird game because they actually build it in. So a lot of people in their RPGs they like to level up on purpose before proceeding with the game, so they could just plow through everything. That ruins they, it. They actually have. Um, they actually make it where they build in areas, one area called the gold region where you can power, uh, you can grind for a lot of gold. And in the metal region, you can get a lot of XP. So you could actually get up to level 999 and then you could just plow through the rest of the game. So I just finished power leveling. So I will hopefully proceed with the game soon. So yes, it does take a little bit out of the game, but it's deep enough into the game that you can choose to do it or choose not to do it. And you want to have a little bit of challenge. It makes the game more enjoyable. When you know yeah. you're just going to kill everything, it's not as fun. And with that said, there's definitely no need to spend the $5 on the uh, times two experience or, or any of that stuff. It's It comes naturally in the game after enough time. Well, how much uh, how much time have you put in a game so far? And you're, you're sounding like me now, not paying attention. <laughs> Well, my, 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 my hour counter says about like 50 hours, but it's a lot of weight. Uh, there's actually timed things in the game, like ch- chests. Um, it's kind of like Castaway Paradise where you would have to wait for things to, 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 uh, you have to wait for yeah. time before you could do stuff again. So you send away your, your little guys and they bring back stuff for you and then you got to wait a half hour and then do it again, do it again. Oh, I see. What you're, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I actually do enjoy these games i look forward to beating that and getting back to doom and destiny and then i'd like to actually play like a final fantasy janer actually which one there's like i played a game of them <laughs> i played it i, pl- I forgot good. i played a game yeah you i did it's not game. an xbox game though so i might get in trouble was it a playstation 4 game it was was it a playstation 4 demo it was <laughs> <laughs> was it a playstation 4 demo of a really popular japanese game it might be it sounds like was one i told food a remaster do you want to hear about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I actually asked uh, Fufu to talk about it, and he said, no, I don't, I'm not going to play it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Talk about it. I'm interested in it. I'm not going to play it, but... He, he, wants, it he wants the full release uh, experience. I do. So he didn't want to play the if demo. I, if I play the demo, it's just a tease. Did you play his Red 13, though? That's I, won't, I won't spoil any of it. You can't play Red 13. It looks... Aww. It looks. With, I don't know what that means, but... I bet He's the game cat. looked great. Nate, did you all? Did you? I cannot wait for it. Oh, did, I, uh, did you just figure out the Roman numeral? <laughs> <laughs> it took me five minutes to figure it out before uh, I said I, I didn't want to say Red Seven. No, since nineteen ninety seven. Yes, Michelle's brother brought over his PS four just to play the demo, and it's about an hour. I don't want to give away too much, but 
it's it's, it's a twenty year old. Is it game. very different? No, I don't mean like story spoilers. I mean like differences uh, between. Yeah, it it it's it's beautiful. I'll just say it's beautiful. It sounds amazing. I didn't really love the voice acting, but I've always hated Cloud to begin with. I think he's a little pansy. Did it have nicely. options? Did it have options for uh, the demo? I don't think the demo did. I was like, okay. yeah, put on the Japanese voices. They probably probably sounds like a badass. But you know, Barrett is is there. He's cursing up a storm. And, <laughs> and the only other real characters there are uh, Jesse and uh, Vixen Wedge. <laughs> So wedge. not much. Yeah, wedge. Yes. Wedge is he's a big fat guy. <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> he wedges himself <laughs> in the door. <laughs> it's like Hodor. Um Wedge. Wedge. There was no voice acting in the original game, right? In the nineties or whatever. No, there there was not, no. It's not so even fair. a little bit. Yeah. Not until the PS two. You know what the nice part about this demo is? Mm-hmm. Or just remaster? You can like for sure know that Jesse is a girl now. <laughs> what? It was so obvious. It was a ponytail. Well, I guess that's not always obvious, but yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's not exactly. Boobs, were you questioning yourself as, as a young lad there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I was totally is, questioning myself. Is this like Dana White where you're not sure based on the first name? Graphics. Which one was Jesse? Exactly. She helped out in the beginning. The one that got the foot stuck. She got her foot stuck uh, in the Jesse FF. I don't remember that seven. at all. Let's look this up. Tifa. You're about it's to get Tifa. Was no, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's not Tifa. Okay. You thought this was a boy? I mean, I, I guess he could look like a young boy. Oh, when it's just the two of them running through the. It was more of a joke just because it's such bad graphics. It's sometimes hard to tell. Yeah, so going back to what you were saying, Kenny, that you didn't want to spoil the demo. Before seven came out, did you play that demo? Do you recall? Uh, you are you talking about confused. the original? Y- yes. Like, because uh, seven had a demo in um, one of the magazines, and it ooh. came with air oh, her guys. Well, anyway, I if don't... you played that demo, it's very similar. It stopped at the same point. Yeah, so it's, I, I want to you... say I did. Let me let me look. Yeah. So anyway, the combat is a mixture between. Did you play fifteen at all? No, right? No. All right, so it's I more really it's more like Kingdom Hearts, hack and slashy. But then there's also menu commands also to do the the magic and stuff. So it's a combination. It's very, very interesting, very different to get used to. So hopefully, it actually does come to Xbox in a year or so for full price. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's coming in a year. But what you're also talking about is yeah, for full part parts. one of who knows how many um, parts. <laughs> they haven't even, yep. And that, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I actually like it like that. Uh, do you? I don't yeah, mind. Because I never make it through RPGs anyway. So that might <laughs> actually convince me to do. Okay. How much would. I still have to do seven. How much would a part one of Final Fantasy VII be? Like 30 hours, 60 uh, hours? Um, That's a good Good question. It'll be sixty dollars so, for thirty hours. You're probably right. I mean, th- they're going to make you pay one hundred twenty, hundred eighty dollars for one game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I mean, this it. is going to be based, it, assuming it's in three parts because we don't know. We're just assuming it's three parts because the original is three games. Well, it's the Lord of the Rings of games, right? Um, you know, I mean, there's going to be a yeah. ton Fufu's, of extra stuff in there. Fufu's going to have Elijah Wood just thinking about this game, so definitely. Uh, a Woodrow president. 
Oh, gosh. I mean, the first game, I mean, do we even know where it stops? Okay, so it goes through Midgar. That Yeah, that's when it goes. It's probably going to be 15, 20 hours as I answer his question. He walks away. Well, you really offended him with that answer. Right? Look at, look at those arts and crafts on the table, man. He's been social distancing himself well. That is some <laughs> homeschooling. I hope he's learning. <laughs> but yes, to answer your question, if you didn't hear me, it's probably be like a 15, 20 hour game. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. <laughs> and what makes you say you doubt that? They're, they're not going to sell you a 20 hour Final Fantasy game. That seems impossible. So, I mean, I don't really know. In all honesty, because they are adding a bunch of extra stuff. This is kind of a reimagining of the original. So, I mean, who knows? I'm kind of going by, okay, how long would it take the normal person to get out of Medgar in the original game? All right, so never mind. 10-ish hours? Maybe you're right. According to how long to beat... Final Fantasy VII, the main story is 38 hours, main and extra is 53, and completionist is 87, which is surprisingly low, because I was thinking 120s, having never played mm. the game. It's kind of straightforward. It's not, it's not too terrible, um, of course, but if you go with the speedrunners, they do the entire game in, like, six. Uh, I, I've, well... I've seen a uh, speedrun part people. of it. They they usually play them um, on them in the marathons. They play them overnight, and they go for like nine hours. I'm like, and they have like three or four people playing it. I'm like, that's ridiculous, but that's fast apparently <laughs> so, for these games. Uh, yeah, it's a it, it's an RPG. Nine hours is fast, period. Especially for a Final Fantasy. I mean, I watched one guy play through Final Fantasy VII by himself, and I think he did it in seven and a half hours, which is just insane. I don't even get out of Midgar that quickly. But yeah, achievements. <laughs> Those will be a thing in that game eventually, one day. Which is why I'm waiting for it. Not very patiently. Because I really want to play that game. Alright, yeah, so I guess I'll go next with what I've been playing. So I've got one game to talk about. And before I really get into this, I want to give a huge thank you to Carpe Adam as he is the one that gave me a code for this. I've been really wanting to play this game, but I just didn't want to quite pay for it just yet. And that would be Bus Simulator. Woo woo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I imagine not many people care about this, because it is exactly the way it sounds. It is a simulation game uh, about buses. Yeah. Uh, So the game... I know, Corey, you're somewhat interested in this game. Uh, I mean, let's put that really loosely interested. (laughs) (laughs) Well, basically, you start off the game and you create your own uh, busing company. You start off with one bus and you have to drive the route. You can set set the different different busing routes. Um, You have to go to each one. You have to pick up passengers and then you have to drop them off at the next at the next stop honestly there's not a there's not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the game um there's a little bit of management managing in this as in as you go through the game you complete story story missions um 
you can hire new people and you can have them drive the buses for you. Um, so you can kind of have like a bus busing empire, I guess you can say. Like you, you just create your own busing uh, company. It kind of gets in depth with the different things that you can do in the game. Like there's different problems that happen on the, happen on the bus while you're driving it. You know, someone might be listening to really loud music, so you gotta go tell them to shut up. Uh, somebody might stop or might forget to get off the bus, so you have to go go take them somewhere else and, you know, back where they were. Can you crash the bus? Yeah. Uh, you can <laughs> crash the bus, and when you hit anything, it takes away money because you got to fix it. Can you crank up the heat and play really bad music? <laughs> Unfortunately, you cannot. So one no. of the, one of the achievements the lights on and off. is for earning 35,000? It's 35.000 pounds in a single drive. Are you driving on the wrong side of the road in this game? Okay, so that's the weird part about this game. Everything's in kilometers. You have pounds, but you're driving on the right side of the road. The correct side of the road. The right the co- side. <laughs> yeah, the correct side or the actual right side of the road, Merkel. which <laughs> is odd. You would think you'd be driving on the left because it seems like it's set in somewhere in the UK, but it's not, question mark? I don't know. I I would I would not it would not surprise me that it would be the UK based off the achievements. Like I don't know what this has to do with the UK, but find the hidden collectible in Siege Walden Lido. I don't know. So that's the other thing. You can actually kinda like there are collectibles, you can yes. <laughs> get out of the bus and run around. I'm assuming that's how you go for them. I haven't worried about doing that quite yet. Yeah. Um the other thing about this game is it can you can make it super simulation, super difficult, uh, or you can make it as easy as it can be. So there's a couple of different like the different um, events that, like I mentioned before, you can just straight turn them off so they never pop up. Uh, another thing that you can do in the game is when people get on the bus, some of them don't already have their ticket, so you have to you know give them the right ticket. Are they old or are they a student? You get they get that discount. How many do they want? How long do they want the ticket? So like, there's a couple of different options there. Well, you can ch- just turn that off, so you don't got to you don't got to deal with doing the cashier thing. Um, if you don't want to deal with other traffic because you don't want to run into other cars, well, you can set the traffic to low. If you don't want to deal with sp- uh, potholes and speed bumps, just turn them off. Don't want to deal with speed cameras, turn it off. And also, which is something that I did, you can turn off bankruptcy. So, like, you just sit there and just buy buses and buy buses and buy buses. You don't got to worry about money at all. Do which these buses ever go... Achievements easy. Do so these what? buses ever go lower than 55 miles an hour? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. Oh. I get that reference. Never saw the movie. I get that reference, too. I knew speed. It's breathtaking. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's... So imagine tracks the train set game, but bus buses. <laughs> there's not there's not a whole lot of difference there. The one gripe about this game, and I don't know if it's just because it's not optimized well, or if it's because I have an OG Xbox, but this thing chugs. Like I'm pretty sure I was getting like 10, 15 frames a second at one while if I go over 
55 miles per hour then <laughs> or kilometers i'm sorry not miles per hour kilometers oh, then this thing start then i just see it just starts skipping it's like the, the game doesn't look like a flight simulator level beautiful graphics it's looks like an early three uh, early one uh xbox game but it sits there it just runs kind of poorly which is upsetting because it's annoying but it's, you're still having fun right i mean sure it's a it's kind of a nice relaxing game like once again you just you know play some music or listen to a podcast whatever floats your boat or drives He's your bus in this case i will also say i was looking at the at who published this by a dragon entertainment i think i said i'm saying that right they've done a couple uh, um, other games they've done a construction simulator a fishing uh fishing simulator so i have no idea how did they you, must really like um, these type of games. I have all the important questions now. Do do uh, the passengers pay with tokens? Do they pay with uh, metro cards? Pounds. Do they swipe their pounds. phones? Do they sw- um? They pay in pounds, and you have to they give pay them in change. pounds. Like if you weigh more, you got to pay more. Like, do you have to empty the bathroom or clean the bathroom? <laughs> or are you allowed to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Are there USB for every passenger? I haven't gotten there yet. No. All right. Well. <laughs> Bus simulator. I mean, that's a difference between a two and a half star game and a four star game, my friend. It, details. It's all in the details. If you like simulator games, check it out. But I've only had, but I don't know. Probably not for this crowd. But what if you right, like Nate, stimulator games? games. Talk. No, not stimulator games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love dead horses. Oh goodness. Think of the children. Come on. Let's get past this. Think of yeah. the children. <clears throat> Think of the children. Tell you what. That reminds me of a game I played. What's yes. that game? It's called Think of the Children. Oh, and, how convenient. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I played this for the RTDL stuff before Ori came out. And hey, watch out for him. I rolled credits on Ori. So I'm coming back to that RTDL challenge. Um, He's not going to hear that before the challenge. He'll yeah. <laughs> be like, oh. It. That's why Nate turned it up and got one more achievement. Um, <laughs> so Think of the Children is uh, very similar to Overcooked, um, if you like that type of game. Um, but it doesn't have online multiplayer. I, I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, so you need local co-op. And this game is difficult as a single player. Uh, you're, you're basically kind of in that same thing. You're a single level, uh, single screen level, and you are watching uh, several children, I think. let's just say six children. So you're watching six or eight children. I don't know. Daycare is hard. And you are tasked with making sure that they don't die, uh, but also doing other tasks in that screen. So the very first level is a playground. And what happens on this level is there is a sand. No, there's a pool. There is a uh, couple places where uh, a couple grills where some burgers are going. There is a swing set and there's a pinata. And there's a happens to be a nice busy street right next to the park. And what you're doing is running around in kind of a um, kind of like a Minecrafty uh, model. So everything is kind of blocky, um, but not bad. And you are basically just trying to, you know, keep these children from killing themselves. And you have <laughs> a yell button that you can do. And, and if you press your yell button, which is on a timer, it's on a slight cooldown, all the children in a certain range will run to you. So, and I think you actually can change your voice to 
have different things that you yell uh, when you do that, like, hey, kids, or get over here. And they'll, they'll kind of all run to you. Uh, but that is on a timer, so you, you have to use that wisely. Then there, I think for every level, I think there's one event that you can start that gets all the children everywhere on the screen to run over to it for a few seconds. So you'll probably want to save those till later in the level when things start to get really hectic. Each level is, I want to say, I don't know, a few minutes long, like one to two minutes. And you're basically just running from place to place, trying to uh, do different things like scrub the grill or flip burgers. Uh, there's also a child services van that pulls up and, if, and they're talking <laughs> to the children. If you take too long to get to them, they take the child away. Um, <clears throat> but yes. And then how do you, how do you corral these children? Well, you pick them up and you throw them. So if they're, <laughs> if they're over in the corner and they're doing something, they shouldn't, you pick them up, you throw them across the screen and they, they, bounce in a corner and then they slowly get up and then toddle off to do something else that's going to kill them. Um, so it's kind of fun. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier. I imagine with two people, um, because you can basically kind of split the, the level into two and just work on the left half, work on the right half. And it seems like it would be a really fun kind of co-op couch co-op game. I really wish they had online, but yeah, not a bad little game. Um, <laughs> it's going to be really fun. Yeah. It's going to be really difficult as, as a single person to play this. But if you have a dedicated couch co-op, uh, I think I think you might have fun with this. Just just like real life parenting, <laughs> yes, I would imagine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You're very good at parenting, Corey. We see um, all kinds of arts and crafts on your table. Um, it looks like you got Monopoly there. Not any Monopoly. Oh, what do you got? Frozen what do you got there? Monopoly. As soon as you picked it up, I knew it was Frozen. <laughs> oh, you've done the next right thing. <laughs> I could oh, just man. see you cheating and, and being the banker. Like, oh, yeah, I got to be the banker. And then you steal from your kid. No, it's actually like, quite the opposite. I'm playing legit. And my <laughs> wife, my, like, so I got the, uh, what, what's the big money one in regular Monopoly? I can't remember. Park boardwalk. Place? Boardwalk. I got the Boardwalk version in this game. And what's that? Olaf? Uh, I can't remember. Is something Olaf with, one something. of the pieces? Uh, yeah, a thimble. Yeah, no, no, I don't know what a thimble is. I know what a thimble is. <laughs> you got Sven, you got Olaf, you got Kristoff, Anna, Elsa. Oh, Anyways, I got nice. the, the boardwalk piece, and I have like two or three little houses on there. And uh, my daughter mm-hmm. landed on it, so it was like $800 rent. And I just wiped her out. And my, oh, my wife was trying to give man. me crap, but <laughs> you does it have Weaselton? <laughs> no mercy. What's that? Does it have Weaselton? Uh, Weaseltown? No, Weaselton. <laughs> Weaselton. <laughs> Take a picture of it and show, and show the chat. All right, all right. And yes, you, you got to wipe your kids out. No mercy in, in Monopoly. It's, if someone it, didn't flip the board, you're not playing it right. He can't wipe his kid if there's no toilet paper. <laughs> what Clorox is he doing? Wipes He's are expensive, a man. <laughs> They're gold. What'd you take a oh. picture of? The game. Oh. Pieces got moved because, you know, kids, but. Right. It was like 10 bucks. This will be in our show notes. We could have got like Monopoly Junior. Looks like it's in a prison. Or we could have got. There is a. You can see free parking, go to jail, and the jail is all from original Monopoly. That's amazing. (laughs) It sure is. That's how all the versions of Monopoly are. Those three spots are basic and go are the same. Everything else changes. I've got like that's awesome. Six versions of Monopoly, I think. Yeah, Monopoly is not really a game that 
Yeah, the, the games just take too long. Oh, we love it. This has we been sitting on the table for bit. three days. Mm-hmm. We got it as a. Uh, we went to Walmart and got some stuff that we could, some new stuff that would keep our minds going while we're self isolating. So it was Monopoly Junior Fun. or Frozen Two Monopoly, and Frozen Two won. Well, obviously Frozen. That's not even a, it's not even a contest. So what is a good game? Has anyone purchased a game for the self distancing specifically? Specifically for that, mm, I did buy. I was talking with someone who has. I did buy One Finger Death Punch Two. I haven't played it yet. But I did buy it. Oh, really? Really? I acquired that game as well. Birthday present from Michelle's brother. But did you buy a game? Did you happen to buy a game, Kush? What? I or is there anything you're, question you just so you could ask me if I bought Hidden <laughs> Through Time? oh man what game did you get what games are you picking up this week Koosh I've thought about picking up uh, Hidden Through Time because it seems to me like that's kind of like a (laughs) Where's Waldo like interactive type thing that maybe would be good for the daughter Uh, it might might actually be a game that my wife and daughter can play together which would be really rare uh, aside from like Fruit Ninja Connect 2 so yeah I'm thinking about picking this one up I didn't know if uh, and I was just wondering if you guys had the been eyeing some games as that uh with that in mind as well well funny you should mention that uh i did just install hidden through time so uh that (laughs) will get played here shortly well let me know uh but there is one other game that is on sale this week and it is an elusive vayner that doesn't go on sale too too often but uh it is on sale this week and that is axiom verge a very very popular vayner from uh, what I gather, very popular indie Vayner. Yes, it's uh, I believe written uh, all done by one person. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, that would make sense. Published and developed by Thomas Hap Games. So I'm guessing Thomas Hap has something to do with it. So uh, it's quite it's a, it's a decent time wise sync, but uh, twenty to twenty five hours. But with something as it's good as it is, you know, one person, you know, 10 bucks doesn't sound too, too bad. So that's what actually I'm going to uh, pick up and probably not just for self-isolation, but it'll do. I am very interested in seeing what you think of this game, because this is very much uh, like a, a Super Metroid uh, type. Old school. Old school. But I mean, you like Mummy Demastered, so did, there's a yeah. good chance you'd like this, too. Probably, this, probably won't have that same level of, uh, I don't want to call it polish, but um, it's like a, a newer, fresher take on uh, Super Metroid, uh, whereas I think this one is going to be a more true to form, uh, more true to the original take. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it on the, uh, the sale list. It's quite a big list, but it's probably the only one that is feasibly going to happen for me. What about you? Anything there? Well, me, um, so I dove Observer, <laughs> foolishly thinking <laughs> that I could get it done in the last uh, few days uh, before it was announced that it was going off of Game Pass, uh, and I didn't get very far into into it. Um, it is $7.50 down from 30 so I'm thinking I'm probably going to pick that up, which of course means it will be Games with Gold uh, in a month or two, uh, and everyone will have it for free. Um Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So I'm probably going to pick that up. Then I also had my eye on X Morph Defense um, and the complete edition 
uh, is only a few dollars more. I think it's three dollars more, three fifty or something like that, and or maybe two fifty. And it, I don't, I think it does come with extra achievements. Um, but this game is seven fifty down from thirty, and it looks that's quite uh, a jump. Yeah, it's listed. Let me pull that up real quick. I thought I had it open here, but I've apparently closed the tab. Xmorph Defense is genred <clears throat> as strategy shoot 'em up tower defense. It is Xbox One and Windows, so there should be crossplay. I haven't played it myself, but this game reminds me very much of um, an older series of games called, I guess they were like the Strike games, like Jungle Strike, Soviet Strike, Urban Strike. Um, I think there were even more. Nuclear Strike was another one. Um, and these were all helicopter games where you're just kind of navigating and like, um, you know, strafing left, strafing right, and taking out ground targets and air targets. And this game looks like a much improved um, take on that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. What games you say? X Morph Defense Complete yeah, Edition. Is uh you haven't yep. played it, but have, have you done any research it. to see if it's comparable to Skyforce? Um I don't I wouldn't say it's just I've watched some videos of it and I I wouldn't say it's the same as Skyforce. Skyforce is kind of a scrolling this to me looks like you can go around the map. I don't know if it's okay. necessarily scrolling. Um but yeah, now be warned, I haven't played this. I haven't done too much research. I'm you know, because I'm not a completionist, really. Um, if you look at the information for this, it says that the game is uh, partly or has 10 partly discontinued unobtainable achievements. All of those achievements happen to be um, for the DLC. And then if you look at one of those achievements, um, it says the survival mode title update is not available on Windows 10, therefore making this achievement unattainable on Windows 10. So I think that this is all obtainable if you do it on the Xbox One, but only the base game is playable on the PC. So if you're going to be doing back and forth between the two, uh, just know that if you want the full completion, you're going to have to do that probably on the Xbox One. That's all theory, though. Yeah, that's one game I was looking at. It looks like it's going to be like it'll be fun to play. Were, were you going to pick up anything on sale, Fufu? Yeah, it's been there's a lot of shoot 'em up games on sales this week, which is great for me. I've been uh, playing a bunch of them. I have a couple that I would like to recommend. The first one, Lazy Galaxy Rebel Story. It's on usually seven ninety nine on sale for three nineteen. Just looks like a fun little two D side scrolling shoot 'em up kind of a game. Um. Actually, Nate, Nate and Corey, I feel like you guys might like this. It kind of looks like a. It looks like an idea at Xbox game, which it is. I don't know what I was trying to say there. <laughs> you're not. You're not selling me here. It's a yeah, four I, or five hour completion. I'm pretty sure out. I picked this up last time it was on sale. <laughs> yeah. Surprising no one. Is it, is but it, it definitely look, looked like a game I was interested. But in. did you say lazy something? <clears throat> lazy Galaxy Rebel Story. Yeah, Elroy owns that. I'm good. <laughs> of course he does uh, next game which uh, one of you pointed this one out to me uh, Spareware 99 cents your so, kind of price <laughs> like yeah that's 
everyone's kind of priced. It's like, like the ramen even... of Xbox games. <laughs> <laughs> For, exactly. I think this is the cheapest game I've ever seen it's usually two dollars it's usually a two dollar game on sale for 99 cents another shoot em up it uh it looks all right i'll be i'll be honest as soon as i click play on the trailer and i listen to the music i was sold so <laughs> 99 cents i'm in has it has some cool metal music going and it looks like it might be a fun uh, shoot them up so we'll see about that uh, third one and Nate you were kind of telling me about this and told me that, was, that it's a pretty good game is uh, Tiny, Troop- Tiny Troopers Joint Ops yeah it's a good you- time exactly that's, and that's kind of what made me want to check it out usually a $10 game down to 3 bucks, which is also what's nice about all these games really on sale and this one's a 12 to 15 hour completion and final one is Blue Rider. Usually ten bucks, down to four dollars as well. Another ID at Xbox shoot 'em up game. This one kind of reminds me of Hovership Havoc in a, a little bit. Um, if you have seen that, I streamed that the other week, and and I was I've actually been playing Hovership Havoc here right lately. Really enjoyed that game. So, if you have seen that and you're interested in it, might maybe check this one out. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, Blue Rider's a little bit difficult. Um, so just be warned it it's a little bit punishing, but it is fun. But if you're going for that completion and you need to get the completions, uh, you might want to check it out first. Hmm, it's good to know. Order some maybe Blue put- Apron and Blue Chew and play <laughs> Blue Rider. Oh gosh. Really Maybe I'll that put one. that at the back of the list. Oh, nice. I'm afraid I blew myself. <laughs> Kenny, did you see that Rise of the Tomb Raider and all the DLC are $449? What? Oh, no. Pretty crazy. 85% off. The whole daily. Whole kitten caboodle. The whole kitten caboodle. That is a pretty crazy price. That is, and I'm sure I've talked about this, that is one of my all-time favorite games. I absolutely love Rise of the Tomb Raider. I cannot recommend it enough. Or can you? just want to let Freemhole know that Steel Rats is on sale for five ninety nine. Don't buy it. He loves why, that game. Why, why would Freem care about Steel Rats? Mm, you'll find out on Thursday. Oh, okay. And he'll find out on a Thursday in December. <laughs> I wonder if he'll actually catch up because he's going to have to self-quarantine. Maybe he'll bang out a couple of podcasts. And of course, uh, Jackbox Doubt. Party Pack 5. Anytime those are on sale, I will recommend them. I actually played a little bit of Jackbox 4 while um, in quote-unquote quarantine while having the whole family over yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the last time for As long for as it's while. less than 50, it's okay. Uh, we had eight people playing, so oh, we're all okay. I love those games. Impossible to play them without laughter. They are fun. And it looks like all the Final Fantasy games are on sale. Um, they had said at some point they're going to Game Pass. I haven't heard anything about it. I would wager. I would be hesitant huh. to buy any of them. But I would. S- good I would say after E3. Ah, good one. <laughs> It'll still be, uh, you know. No, really, good one. Really, really. Why don't we invite you? I have no idea. <laughs> Doesn't look like too many uh, 
easy games this week. Tanky Tanks is the only one I could see. Three eighty nine for a zero to one hour. I was going to recommend that, but then I was having Attack of the Toy Tanks PTSD. So I'm like, mm, <laughs> maybe not. Only you. The game's not good. <laughs> Although it is a vehicular combat game. No way. Autobot. But there are a couple of free games out with Games of Gold. Batman, The Enemy Within, Shantae, and The Half-Genie Hero. <coughs> Coronavirus. Quarantine. Quarantine. Coronavirus is getting me. Shantae and The Half-Genie Hero uh, is now up until April 15th. And Sonic Generations, probably the best out of the three of these. It, or at least the one I'm most looking forward to is up until the 31st. Well, why are you shaking your head, Koosh? I'm why just you... saying that... Uh... Shantae is probably better. <laughs> Shanty. By far. Shanty Town. And I, I think, Corey, you said that the DLC for Sonic is also free? I didn't say that, but I can <laughs> confirm that it is. You're getting your white guys confused. Y'all look alike. That's the blue guy. My face is corona-free without a beard. Yes. But yes, uh, they, uh, there's some kind of DLCs for Sonic Generations that is free, so we might as well pick that up as well. Casino Zone or something like that. Yeah, that's it. I just remember you talking about it before we hit record. All right, well, with that, let's get on to a hashtag contest. Only contest really to mention this week is the is G-Task, and that is because we have an elimination. Uh-oh. What the fuck has been eliminated from the contest? Oh, no. I think they... W- WTF, what happened? I think he said he got old. <laughs> yeah, he said the contest got old. Oh. <laughs> he finished in 49th, was it? Uh, uh, probably. I think that's what he said, so... Uh, awesome. Good job. Yeah, that's so good. Anything, anything from here on out is definitely uh, worth mentioning. Oh, for sure. Uh, by the that way, was a the, great um, run for anyone. Sonic Generations DLC is called Sonic Generations Casino Night Pinball. Thank you for yeah. clarifying. That's it. And yes, Fug did come in 49th. So very good run there. A place for every year he's been alive. Plus, more. he is older <laughs> than that. <laughs> <laughs> he gets into cheap movies. Well, not anymore, but he'll get into the supermarket early now. <laughs> are they doing that near you they just uh started that on thursday yeah. the elderly are going to be allowed in at 6 a.m i did see that it's a good idea they're up anyways not my parents they do the opposite they go to bed late and get up late they're the cool retirees lucky that but the gtas bonus for this week is to end the scoring period with at least double the gamer score earned on the previous period so have fun with that. Are you going for that, Corey? Or are you just trying to stay alive? That is a solo bonus. So <laughs> need not apply. Oh, my bad. Well, in that case, let's take it on over to Proclamation Point. Gosh, so many Proclamation Point. First up, as always, we have completions. Michael KV has completed 150 games. JZARP 43, 350 games. Kitty Skies, 500 games. And Isret 102 has completed 950 completed games. Wow. It's a lot of games. He was for playing a lot of millionaire. He was playing a lot of VCA games. Yeah, a lot of 200 pointer arcade. Bottom of the barrel. 
Well, for completion percentage, we have Reforce. He has hit 32% completions. Uh, Cabo, 73, 47%. Nerve Bullet, 58. Seamus McLimey, 59. Totally Crispy X. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Crispy X. <laughs> I see how he got that. Yeah. Crispy the 10th. <laughs> <laughs> He's silent laughing and going up. So stupid. Yeah, delirious. <laughs> we lost him. Oh, gosh. You can tell this is, we're getting later into tonight. Yeah. We're getting delirious. I wonder if his alts He's are like still all. Going. Are his alts all brands of cereal? Like totally uh, Wheaties? <laughs> totally Charms. <laughs> Totally waffle crisp. <laughs> crisp X. <laughs> Why do you guys do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even funny. <laughs> I know. It's, it's 1128. <laughs> Laughing at him is what's funny. <laughs> uh, Frosted crisp X. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he hit 73 uh, co- percent completion. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> control himself. <laughs> really, retro tree. <laughs> <laughs> Al, can you take over for him? <laughs> no, don't make him do it. I... Gold. He's got blue balls right now. You're the Lord. 1969 Retro Chief is 75 percent completion percentage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had it. He's gone. I thought he recovered. I can't even talk. <laughs> NBA curriculum rep turn on ice, Professor Pluto, 78, 86, 93% respectively. <laughs> <sighs> Who added my name to this one? Oh, I am on a 10 day win streak. Weezy Fuzz is as well. Philip Wendell, Reforce, Coats McGoats, Chewy on Ice, AZ Mongoose, Freaky Haro, and Zangrias. As well as Nate Dog, Sniper, Nerve Bullet have all hit 10-day win streaks. Those are the real heroes out there. And our (laughs) overachievers are Kronos at 25 days, Darkwing 1232 at 250 days, and Brer Elroy OMJ at 950 days. Yep. (laughs) And he's done. He's he's done. (laughs) He's left the building. Uh, Sorry, Kenny. I'm taking this one from you. Ah, woo! Has a <laughs> TA ratio of 2.7. Uh, achievements one, the Dominator 177 has a new milestone of 6,000 achievements. That's rare, Tommy. Has to you. won 24,000 achievements. Weasel Pizza, 27,500 achievements one. And Sasha Morning, 36,500 achievements one. In Gamer Score, we have Blaze Flarion with 250,000. He's still laughing. He's like dying. <laughs> Jimbot. Uck with 800,000. <laughs> Uck. <laughs> In TA score, we yes. have the Tominator 177, who has 300,000 true achievement score, and Matrarch with a cool mill TA. Nice. She also uh, got seriously pop, so good week for her. Yeah, really. Pop. Hi, Corey. <laughs> you good, Corey? Corey lately? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. Skeptical Mario is in the top 10 of TA leaderboards for both platformer and roguelite. 
Reforce 3 is in the top 2,000 of the TA leaderboard. Play Ultimate 7-Eleven is now in the top 5,000 of TA for racing. Uh, we have a stealthy add-on for Death Dealers. This just happened during recording. She's in the top 20,000 of TA difference and in the top 50 of the Ohio Gamerscore leaderboard for Stealth. Nice. Walk stealth up. Dealers. Stealth Stealers. Oh, ho, ho. Corey, go back to quarantine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's, that's her alt. Stealth Stealers. That one's free. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's bad enough she's from Ohio. You don't need to uh, make fun of her anymore. Then. Ohio, Ohio. Yeah, in the middle. Who is uh, a much better game show host than Elroy, by the way, is in the top 20 Dang. of the Gamer Score leaderboard for Battle Royales. Uh, Fufu Cuddly Poof, who is the worst host ever, just kidding, it's obviously Prue, is now in the top 20 of the Maryland Gamer Score leaderboard for Shoot 'em Up. What? Top He's in Baltimore. Shoot him up. Get it. <laughs> oh, because wow, I met. I never thought of that. <laughs> He's had lots of practice looking out the window is what you're trying to say. I mean, well, that, that's how yeah. they're taking care of the coronavirus. They're just shooting them. Shooting up all it's the It's actually viruses. a meme here in Baltimore. That's a meme down here with rednecks. So. Oh, my goodness. Dunkos is in the top 50 of the Floridian completed games leaderboard. Skeptical Mario in the top 1,000 TA difference. Michael KV is in the top five Slovakia gamer scored leaderboard. Awesome job. And don't, don't say, say what? Don't say X the millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pay the $10 for that. Chameleonaire. You see me rolling. X the hero is in the top five of the Pennsylvania TA leaderboard. As if he needed any more accolades. Fine. Good job, Xy. Love you, sexy Xy. For the now. Xbox trivia leaderboard. Uh, is this still a thing? This is still a thing. Oh, boy. Really? <laughs> only, only, only for nine more months. Oh, it's a short nine months. <laughs> <laughs> At least Corey's having fun at this, but he's also me. So this question for this week comes in from Chewy on Ice. Oh, did you uh, check the answer? <laughs> you convert to miles, pounds. <laughs> Mm. He asks, well, key and which peel? of these famous, famously, <laughs> what's your favorite chocolate chip fam- cookie? Famous, famous, fam- I mean, famous Amos study titles <laughs> was was in development hell the longest. Hold on, reread that question with, with less with less use this time. <laughs> which of these famously, I. I don't. I know I said it right, but it doesn't sound like I'm saying it right. Uh, delayed titles was in development hell the longest. It's way too late for this garbage. Was it A, Aliens, Colonial Marines, B, Too Human, C, Duke Nukem Forever, or D, Prey? Oh, that's a total crapshoot for that one. Which Can means you repeat probably going to get it right. Why are you saying because he's old and he craps himself? <laughs> he might. Which of these games is famously known yeah, for being one. in development hell? Wouldn't it be infamous? The longest. Jeez. A. Aliens, Colonial, uh, Colonial Marines. B. Two Humans. C. Duke Nukem Forever. Or D. Prey. Good question, Shuey. Unless I got it wrong, then you suck. I, I can't even think. Like only one of them I might associate with the delay, but. It's kind of a guess just based off 
stuff I've seen over the many, many years. Okay, well, they have all answered. Corey has answered A, aliens, and Nate and L have both answered C, Duke Nukem. Uh-oh. And the answer is C, Duke Nukem. Oh. All right. Oh. Go with the obvious one. So, he actually listed the years for me. Aliens was in development hell from 2001 to 2013. Wow. Too Ooh. Human from 1999 to 2008. Oh, wait, what? 99 to 2008? Yeah. Yes. It's nine years. It's a long time. The first one Not was 12 as years. as long as Prey, which was in development from 95 to 2006, which is wow. also not as long as Duke Nukem Forever, which was in development hell from 1997 to 2011. For, it was there for 14 years. Nice. I'm Wikipedia this. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to be tricky. I had to go with Duke Nukem, but I thought it was going to be Prey. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, cannot, I am so glad you guys said <laughs> You cannot pray. Um, Unless you're alone. Sorry. No more church. Hey, Duke Nukem Forever is on sale for $4 this week. Is, is it, <laughs> and it backwards is, compatible? It is backwards it is. compatible. Oh, it is. So is it? People, I did not know that. that people who were DLC betting, has never been on sale. Jerks. People who were betting for the over-under on the Ori talk and on Nate getting the question right are like millionaires. because (laughs) wow well shakes up the leaderboard a bit because hell you are now in the lead with eight points Woo! Corey's at seven nate is at three yeah michelle and sarah at two and chip is at negative two chip you suck now remind me how they're at two when they were only on the quiz show once i gave them double because they're not always Uh. on all right, well, um, that was episode... Or happy birthday, Corgan. Corgan? Oh, yes, it was his birthday. Why didn't you put that on the sheet, Al? Jeez. I, 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 I did. You're the totally. one getting all hot and bothered. <laughs> I'm just reading the script, even if it is a week old. Well, that is show number 86 in the books. 86 Mets. Yes. Something like that. I miss you, baseball. You can find us on Twitter, Mixer, Twitch, Patreon, Facebook, and Discord. Check out the show notes for all the links and whatnot. With that, I have been Fufu Cuddly Poof. I have not been Fufu Cuddly Poof. I have totally been Rocker Dude. Yo, when this is Big L. Yo. Thanks for listening. Make me a sandwich. See you next bitch. week. <laughs> Totally crispy X. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. (sighs) Hey, do you want to earn so many achievements? Then try Gamer Gummies. Gummies for people who need sugar, caffeine, more sugar, and Adderall all in one convenient chew. With all new flavors like Twitch Berry. Are the berries twitching or will you be twitching? It doesn't matter. You'll be totally wired. Be careful, though. You're going to frag so many noobs. Noob aside. What's that? You want passion fruit? Well, how about button mashing fruit? Made with stallion. Real stallion. And not the horse kind. Eat gamer gummies and you might get fired for playing so many video games. But that's okay because you'll be too wired to care and then you'll have even more time to earn achievements and less time to waste at that silly thing you called a job. Platformers! You'll be good at them. 
This gummy isn't for casual gamers, it's for gamers who want abnormally fast reflexes. Beat Gianna Sisters' Twisted Dreams on your first attempt because you're that wired. Chariot can be beaten with one hand because your reflexes will be that good. You'll be earning achievements so fast, Microsoft will be like, slow down. And you'll be like, piss off and punch Bill Gates in the face with your wired fists. You'll be so wired all the time that all of your responsibilities will be like achievements. Achievement dishes, achievement laundry, achievement taxes, achievement cooking, achievement eating, achievement driving, achievement having babies. You'll have so many babies. One million babies. Give Twitch Barry to your babies and they'll be good at first-person shooters. They'll be unable to blink. People will see them gaming and think that they have no eyelids. They'll think that your babies are snakes. They'll ask your babies to slither and they'll do it because they'll be so wired, but they'll do it while still earning all the kill streaks. And then they'll be recruited for esports. And they'll compete against actual esports people. And they'll dominate esports. And they'll get their very own channel on Mixer. Hey, go with the shirt thing. Don't gamble on your gamer score needs. Eat gamer gummies! The gummies that will make you earn achievements faster than Avatar wishes it could. So wired! May contain redemption tonight. What's up, everybody? X the Millionaire here with a gentleman's review for Radalaika's first visual novel, Syrup and the Ultimate Sweet. Now, I'm going to be straightforward with you guys. I'm not going to tiptoe around the big elephant in the room here. Most of you are only going to buy and play this game for points, so I'll just cut right to the chase. For Achievement Hunters, this game is a flawless victory, 10 out of 10. It's on sale for 4 bucks right now, it's normally only 5 bucks, and you can get your 1000 points in under 10 minutes with literally no skill required. There's several video walkthroughs available from the usual crew, and they're all about 9 minutes in length. And that's not 9 minutes of instructions with edited out scenes or, you know, loading time or anything like that. They're live playthroughs of these guys earning a 1000 gamer score in under 10 minutes. So yeah, for Achievement Hunters, this game straight up rivals Avatar The Burning Earth for the easiest 1k available on Xbox. If you want points, get it. Buy this game. You get your points, and visual novels get supported on Xbox, so it's win-win. And that brings me to my next point. I really enjoy visual novels, and this one is no exception. I, I really liked it. So I'm going to do a mini deep dive into this one and maybe try, hopefully, probably not, sell some of you on trying out the story. You know, to play it as it was intended? <laughs> that said, if you have no interest in that and you only care about your points, you, you've heard what I need to say, so go ahead and skip the next few minutes and I will not judge you. I promise. So, Syrup and the Ultimate Suite has a interesting story? And it's not like I'm trying to avoid saying it's bad, because it's not a bad story at all. It's quite entertaining and the characters are well written and... It, it's just really unique and well done, and I, I really enjoyed it. Basically, the whole thing revolves around the interactions between five characters. You have Syrup, our protagonist, Pastille, her assistant, Butterscotch is like the antagonist, kind of, sort of, Toffee the cat, who's freaking awesome, and then Gumdrop is a candy golem, which is exactly what that sounds like, except she's a cute golem and she's not terrifying. So the story in a nutshell is this. The world in the game is full of magic users, and that magic use has permeated every aspect of life, even down to making candy. But our girl Syrup, she still makes candy the old-fashioned way with science and formulas and trial and error and all that stuff. Her main rival is the witch Butterscotch, and they're always competing for the best candy. Now, you'd think, like, magic candy should be perfect, but Butterscotch is super jealous of Syrup's candy because it's better, because it's made with love, I guess, and not magic, I don't know. So the story starts off one morning with Gumdrop, the candy golem, appearing in Syrup's basement. 
And this is bad because she doesn't use magic. So, like, how the heck did a candy golem get there? Um, the quickest ending, and there's there's ten endings, by the way, uh, which just, I, I won't get into all ten. Um, but the quickest one, it's one of the bad endings. You meet the candy golem, and you just do a big old nope, and you eat it. Her? Her. It? Whatever. Uh, it's kind of dark because she's technically alive and has feelings and emotions and all of that. Um so that's that's weird. And also when you meet her, there's just this fully nude pink candy girl on your TV. Um, and then you eat her. It's it's mildly PG-13. Um, anyway, in every other ending, you befriend this candy golem and you go on random adventures to improve your candy and, you know, build friendship and all that stuff. Um, like I said, I'm not going to break down each of the 10 endings, but there's five good and there's five bad. For the most part, Syrup is a nice person. So the five good endings are for her various interactions with the other characters and just, you know, being a good person to them. Um, you know, you got to be nice. The bad endings are obviously bad, and you earn them by being a jerk to your friends and the other characters. Um, they're called bad endings. Most of them are, are just unfortunate rather than anything tragic. But there is one of them where you freeze to death. So the story does get a little dark in a couple spots. Nothing that's going to make you go into spiraling depression or anything like that. But in a game that seems so sweet, pun very much intended, some of the content and dialogue is kind of unexpected. So I mentioned there's 10 endings, um, a couple times now, but there's 10 endings. Um, and just like pretty much every other VN ever, the beginning stuff, it always starts off the same and it doesn't really branch until your first dialogue choice. Um, luckily, that's pretty early in this one, so you get to the new content for each playthrough fairly quickly. I'd say each playthrough, if you're doing it legit, probably takes 20-25 minutes. So none of them are long, and it's it's the characters that really make them worthwhile. So like I said, there's the five main characters that dominate probably 95% of the story. There's a couple other characters that pop up. They're very minor and inconsequential. Um, but the main five are all quite different and very well developed. You... I'll give you a little breakdown of them, basically. So you find out that Syrup is kind of stressed out by being the best, and she has a hard time, like, handling the pressure, but she can't reveal that because she doesn't want to be judged. So, you know, that that's her, her driving character element. Pastille, who seems just like an assistant at first, ends up being, like, the therapist of sorts and the voice of reason and plays a much bigger role than you'd think. Gumdrop, the candy golem, is learning to be human, which is actually hilarious when you consider that she's basically a, a just a giant living gummy bear. So that's a cool character development for, you know, lack of a better expression. Butterscotch is your rival and initially seems just like any other jealous rival, but you learn pretty quickly that she has self-esteem issues and suffers from like anxiety and depression because she just wants to be good at making candy. Um, there's actually one of the good endings, Syrup and Butterscotch realize that they're not that different. They both sort of have some insecurities, and they bond over that. Finally, you have Toffee the Cat, and every scene with Toffee is fantastically well-written, and pretty much everything Toffee says is a cat pun. Most of them are really good, but then there's like a few that are so bad that you actually have to like give the writers a, a thumbs up for like rolling with that one and keeping it in the game. And I say that endearingly. Um... They're just really corny, but the dialogue is great. The character interactions are great. The pacing is pretty well done. Uh, there really were only a few times where I felt like the dialogue dragged on a bit, and most of that was early on before the endings start to take shape. The game is also delightfully colorful, so it's a joy to watch, look at as you play. And, you know, I say play for whatever that's worth, too. 
For unlocking all 10 endings, you unlock the background and character model viewer. And it's it's nothing special, but it lets you appreciate the work and detail that went into the game's artwork. It's nice to sort of see the character sprites uh, in their entirety without the text box in front of them. And like even the soundtrack is well done. There's lots of cute, happy music playing in the background while you read. It's never distracting or obnoxious. It, it matches the mood of the scenes quite well. But for a seemingly simple game like a visual novel... You can tell that a lot of love was put into the artwork and the soundtrack. The game does admittedly have a few shortcomings, but given that it's a $5 game, they're all really easy to forgive. So there's no voice acting, which I feel, you know, that would really help the characters' personalities shine more. But again, hard to complain about voice acting in a $5 game. There's also no bonus content other than the art viewer. Um, some of the other VNs I've played, they've had mini games or bonus scenes or, you know, new stories that you unlock after you beat the game. This one does not, but again, for $5, you, you do get a good amount of content. You get 10 different endings, um, so, you know, there's there's more to it than meets the eye, and I'm, I'm only mentioning that for people that might be hoping that there is more than meets the eye. There isn't, and that's okay. It's a $5 game, and you get what you get, right? So as a game game, where do I rank this? Um, again, I, I love visual novels. I really do. I like getting into the stories and playing around with the dip different options, and honestly, this is a really good one. I'm giving this straight up a 9 out of 10. The story was great, it had quite a few unexpected twists, and it, it is a, a lot of game, and I know some of you will criticize me calling it a game, but it had a lot of content for the asking price. I would say if you don't like visual novels, though, this one's not going to do anything different to bring you aboard. It doesn't do anything new, it's, it's just a good example of a genre that you don't like, so... If you don't like VNs, just stick to your fast forward and get your 1K in under 10 minutes. But if you are a fan of the genre, this one is definitely worth your while. Thanks for listening. And uh, I, I suspect you'll be hearing from me very soon, like in seconds. What if everything you ever wanted came in a controller can? Gamer Gummies Achievement Edition with all new flavors like Scarlet, Teabag, and Grenade! You've tried Haribo, now try Hari-Boom! Boom stands for all the explosions you'll create, even in games without any explosions, which sounds like a sad game that sure could benefit from some. Achievement Edition gummies now come with ridiculous amounts of Ritalin. Rididdlin. And we're not kiddling. Standard dose is 20 to 30 milligrams daily. Ours is 20 to 30 gummily. Gummily stands for per gummy. Side effects include abnormal twitch. Use that twitch to pull the trigger faster than everybody else and become their twitchy god. Oh, battle Royale blasting! The sound you'll make as you single-handedly kill every opponent on the battlefield. Anything is possible. You'll feel like a can of Mountain Dew that tastes like Doritos. What about me and my racing games? Burnout flavor! Guaranteed to have you pumping gas and kicking ass! Turn that drive avatar that acts like a dummy into one that's clearly on gummies! Gamer gummies! Gamer gummies are now extra chewy, which will give you even more bang for your buck. But only if you're playing a hunting game, which we don't recommend because one bullet would explode that deer into smithereens. Oh! Thrust crotching! Similar to Battle Royale blasting, but particularly effective at beat-em-up games. Bill Spencer flavor! Eat them and you'll feel like the head of Xbox, except you'll actually be the head of X-Boom because your life will become explosive all the time! 
Gamer Gummies will make you win at all the games. You'll win at basketball, fighting games, Metroidvanias, shooters, looters, computers, and hooters. Red Bull may give you wings, but Gamer Gummies will give you owls. Owls all over your body. Still unconvinced? Check out these testimonials from real Gamer Gummies consumers. Gamer Gummies gave me one million babies and one million gamer score. Gamer Gummies are the greatest thing ever, and I can't imagine life without them. I need them to function. Without them, I'd probably die. They're addictive, and I need them all the time, and I rated everything forever, and I frag all the noobs, and I have 10,000 euros in every mix stream I do. Hell to the air! You heard it from them. Gamer Gummies! It's like cocaine in a gummy! It's cocaine in a gummy! Gamer Gummies are cocaine! Welcome. I am Kronos, and I would like to take a moment to introduce my new project. In the community of Achievement Hunters, there are many games that sometimes appropriately get mentioned over and over again. These games of easy achievements with cheap price tags may not be good games, but they are good for us. I'm happy to hear about the new finds and different kinds of games that we can be encouraged to play because they offer easy access to those sweet, sweet points. But many of us have noticed that other games never get mentioned. We certainly care a lot less about the big publishers and their AAA titles, and I don't plan on talking about them either. They get enough attention from games media. The indie scene, however, is much bigger, and often much better than the easy gamer score titles, no matter who is publishing them. And in the sea of ID and Xbox games, any title can easily be missed. There are over 1,500 games with achievements that have fewer than 1,000 tracked gamers on TrueAchievements.com. With so many to choose from, there are likely some in here that are easy or otherwise interesting to our achievement hunting community, but we just don't know about them. No one has played it yet, or maybe the price is just a little too high. Or maybe it's 8 to 10 hours instead of a more acceptable 4 to 5. But these games, because they are so little known, can also be the source of a lot of fun, with game mechanics we didn't expect or stories we can be surprised by. There are certain to be a lot of poor quality games as well, but even then, most of these can be very appealing to the right gamer. In this segment, I intend to take a few minutes to look more closely at a single game that is off the Achievement Hunter's radar. I want to talk about the overlooked but interesting games that I have played. I want to highlight their best features, but also acknowledge where they are weak, if they are, and point them out to the gamers who might find that this game's particular niche matches their own preferences. I hope to point out a few diamonds in the rough. Even if the game isn't broadly successful, it might be exactly what you're looking for, if only you knew it existed. In today's segment, I'm going to talk about Dreamles Dream Quest, which at recording has 369 tracked gamers on true achievements. Dreamles, developed and published by XINESS Games, is a puzzle platformer and retails for $9.99 on the Microsoft Store. With that genre description, you could be forgiven for thinking it might be something like Thomas Was Alone or Hugh, particularly given that it has this cutesy art style. If I also mention that it is fairly difficult, you might be inclined to think of it as a Super Meat Boy or perhaps a Cladberry Kingdom. But none of those games is actually a suitable comparison to what Dreamless is. While it does have the die-repeat loop of those harder puzzle platformers, including minimal load times, and success comes from memorization of precise movements with any significant variation resulting in failure and death, the most apt comparison is actually a completely different kind of game. I think Dreamless, in terms of game mechanics, compares most completely with the Trials series. The Trials series lacks the puzzle genre, which is very strong in Dreamless, but in all other senses the games seem to have a lot in common. Once you know what the solution is, the game is all about completing that series of actions in the shortest amount of time. In Dreamles, each level is a puzzle which is completed by navigating and platforming through the zone and around hazards, and it has a par time which is hidden. If you beat the level, you'll get one star. Get a better time, 
and you can get up to five stars. There are 100 different levels in the game, and an achievement completion will require you to get 490 of those possible 500 stars, so you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be really close. The puzzles in Dreamles are brain-bending. The controls have been split up in ways that our brains, accustomed to years of normal platforming, will have difficulty coming to terms with. You frequently control multiple player characters at once, and depending on in-game aspects, moving right with the stick will move one or more characters right, but not others. Moving left will move one or more characters left, but not others, and sometimes, but not always, the same and or different ones. And jumping will cause some characters to jump, or not. The characters can merge and split and gain the ability to move in different ways from each other when combined. That is, you can move your character right up until it meets the character that can move left. They combine, and now you can have a new character that can move either right or left. But neither the original nor the resulting creation can jump, unless another character is added. This potential to mix, swap, split, and the fact that you're controlling so many things at once across different points on the screen, each facing their own hazards, means the puzzles need to be approached holistically which is not something that a quick glance at the screen is likely to indicate. Given that the puzzles are obtuse and often obfuscated from the starting position, the first few attempts are usually just getting a feel for the level, then a few more actually solving the puzzle. Finally, with a solution in hand comes the handful or dozens of attempts required to perfect the platforming path, so that you can get the elusive 5-star rating. This game loop frustrated me, because I personally don't like the Trials games. I understand the need for a timer on a puzzle to help pressure and improve things, if the challenge is just beating the level, then it's a very different game, and frankly, a much easier challenge. This really gets the idea of what makes a game fun. During my time playing Dreamles, I did not have very much fun. Instead, I spent many hours frustratedly trying to improve my performance by a few percentage points, from pretty good to excellent. This is the same frustration people feel when they see a music or a dance game, or perhaps Devil May Cry, which has a requirement for an S rank at each level. When your skills are on the margin, these added requirements as optional as they may be, except for us achievement hunters, decrease the fun that can be had. But these mechanics do increase the fun for others. While I don't find trials to be fun, there are many out there who disagree with me, and find great enjoyment in testing themselves to find that S ranking at the end of each level. If that sounds like fun, there's a chance Dreamles will do better for you than it did for me. Except for one thing. Occasionally, I would have a very successful run at a level. I found a particularly elegant path, and I executed it perfectly. I five-starred the level with ease, Looking at videos of others who have played the game, my time could be 10 seconds faster. Maybe I have a world record type run on my hands, but we'll never know, because the game does not track your performance beyond the number of stars. A time that is one millisecond better is the same as one that is one minute better. There are no leaderboards, not even in the local sense. With 100 levels to try and perfect, Dreamles is a decent sized game, and will take 8 to hundreds of hours to complete. There are video solutions available for every level, so that the puzzle portion is less cumbersome. But even with the solution, the precision and platforming required will likely frustrate many away from a completion, and the lack of leaderboards kills it as a competitive game. Dreamless has some good things going for it. The artwork is cutesy, but acceptable. The puzzles are tough, but fun to figure out, and occasionally fun to platform through. But the story, music, and sound quality are all mediocre, if I'm being kind. Dreamless is a game that requires me to ask a question. Why do I play games? My answer was, for fun. Dreamble's answer seems to be something different.
Rex again with a breakdown and analysis of sorts, because, you know, I know you're dying to hear my voice. It's been so long since since we've had any kind of conversation. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll get right into it. So on March 4th, Rattalaika. Can you believe that we've been saying it wrong this entire time? It's not Rattalaika. It's Rattalaika. Who knew? Whoops. Anyway, Rattalaika announced that they'll be bringing seven visual novels to Xbox and other consoles that we don't care about throughout 2020. I know most of you immediately thought, yay, 7,000 gamer score and seven hours for $35. But I was excited because, you know, I like VNs, and they've all been out on PC for a while, and they've all been pretty well received, but I've actually only heard of two of them. So of the seven announced, one of them was Syrup in the Ultimate Suite, which came out the day of the conference. Um, well, you probably just listened to me talk about that, so I'm going to skip over it other than to mention that it was featured in this showcase. So I'll talk about the other six games in the order that Rattalaika showed us. Uh, I have done a little bit of research on all of them, and it seems like they they try to all bring something different to the table. It's not like they just got seven bog-standard visual novels. Um, so unlike the Japanese 360 days where you played through 20 Japanese dating simulators that were literally all the same story with different character models and names, the six that I'm about to talk about seem like they stand out from one another. So that's cool. First up is Long Live the Queen. In this, you play as Princess Elodie, and your goal is to survive until your coronation day, which sounds easy enough except that the world is out to get you in one way or another. You are trying not to die. So this one actually has light RPG elements to it and that you get to choose certain stats to make your princess training easier. Um, from what I've seen, for example, you can focus on combat training to become a dictator, but then you won't be, you know, your, your people won't like you. So it makes it hard to rule over them. Uh, alternatively, you can focus entirely on charisma and be the princess that everyone loves, but then in any kind of combat or fighting event, you'll die very quickly. So it seems like you have to find the right balance of your stats, depending on the style of playthrough you're aiming for. And it does seem like there's a couple different paths or, you know, different endings to follow. So it it, it seems like you kind of have to balance your dialogue options and build your character appropriately, which definitely adds a cool element to visual novels. The second one is called Blind Men. The trailer didn't really give a lot of details, but from what I found online, it... <laughs> Well, I, I discovered lots of new things about VNs looking this one up. So Blind Man is a boy's love visual novel, which means that it is a male-on-male -male love story targeting a female audience. But that detail aside, make of that what you will, the game is apparently a parody of spy novels and spy culture, so I'm getting, you know, heavy Archer vibes from it, basically, if you guys know that show. Uh, apparently the story is set up so that it can be played as, like, a legit spy thriller, uh, or you can pick some other options and make it a very tongue-in-cheek heist parody. So I feel like that'll be interesting to play through and see how they, you know, they pulled that off. Um, this was the only game in the conference that was given a release date. And Radalika said it will be coming out in April 2020. Um, but I'm not going to mention release dates from this point on because none of the other ones were given specific dates other than just this year. So the third game is called Angels with Scaly Wings. And it looks fantastic. Because the angels with scaly wings are freaking dragons, man. And there's like a lot of dragons. Like it showed probably 20, 30 different dragon sprites. The trailer also showed blood and like beat up dragons. So it seems like it's going to have a murder mystery vibe to it. Um, I, you know, I try not to spoil the stories of any of these for myself, but that's sort of, sort of the vibe I'm getting. So you play as a human ambassador to the dragon world and you're there to uncover a conspiracy. So angel dragons and conspiracy theories, you can count me the heck in on this one. Um, 
like I said, I don't want to spoil the story, but according to Steam reviews, it has lots of twists, and the story is very well written, so I'm looking forward to this one. Fourth is called A Summer with the Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu? Apparently I've been saying that wrong, too. I'm going to keep saying Shiba Inu. Um, and it was one of the two that I've actually heard of. So, first off, we need to talk about the art here. I could be wrong, but it looks like the backgrounds are hand-drawn or hand-painted, but that the character sprites are like actual real pictures of doggos that are put in. And that's fantastic, and I hope I'm not wrong. But if I am wrong, the models look incredibly realistic, and it's a nice juxtaposition from the watercolor backgrounds. So the art style on this one pulled me in right away. Anyway, it seems like there's like a mystery aspect to this one, except all the characters are dogs. I don't think I saw a single human in any of the screenshots or trailer footage. Um, so the story synopsis is you play as a dog who left an island 10 years ago and just came back. But why? And why can't you remember why you left? And and that's all I got. You meet your friend and you got to figure out what's gone down in the last 10 years. Um, so, yeah. But the reviews on this one are universally stellar just across the board, which is how it caught my attention when it released last year. Plus, you know, doggos. Um, and the menus have random dog facts and there's a dog bark button in the option menu both of which are used as selling points in the game description and focal points of a lot of the reviews I read, so I guess I'll mention them as well. The fifth one is called Tales of Erevorn, Seasons of the Wolf, and honestly, I this one's weird. It, it looks more like Final Fantasy Tactics than a visual novel, so I guess that's cool. But this one, it, it's apparently a fully fleshed out tactical RPG, complete with job classes, equipment, stats, and leveling up, and you know, the works. It's it's a legit tactical RPG. But in between battles, your interactions are done in visual novel style. So the story doesn't just advance itself. It seems like you get to sort of dictate, you know, which direction it's going to go. So it, it looks unique design-wise in the sense that they've blended these two separate genres together. But if we're being honest, the game itself kind of looks pretty generic. Um, it's medieval fantasy setting, which has been done 10 million times. And the character models shown in the trailer, they don't really stand out. They're just typical medieval fantasy elves and wizards and bards and, you know, stuff like that. Um, that said, when I went to check this one out, I was greeted with a not-safe-for-work warning due to the game containing nudity, and I had to log in and enter my birthday. So there's that. Um, and upon, you know, actually getting into the game page on Steam, it has mostly positive reviews, so it seems like the story and gameplay make up for the genericness of the design. Finally, the last one is... The other game that I've heard of, uh, it's called Jose The First Case HD. Um, obviously, it's an HD remaster of a very well-known VN called Jose The First Case. Uh, you know, the whole series is, is pretty well-known if you are into the genre. Um, in short, this one, it, it's just straight-up murder mystery. Your character can touch corpses and see their last moment before they died, and then he can use that to help track down the killers and solve the crimes and the mysteries. If you guys know the TV show iZombie, it's pretty similar to that concept, except this VN came out five years before the TV show. But I guess the TV show is based on a comic, and I don't know when that came out. So one of them is original, and one of them is a filthy, filthy copy. But anyway, the story is apparently quite well written and contains lots of twists and unexpected interactions, which, you know, is pretty par for the course for a murder mystery visual novel. But reviews suggest this one just simply does it better than the rest. So there you have it. If you're interested in VNs, it seems like Rataleka, not Rataleka, Rataleka is, you know, really trying to bring something to the table for pretty much everybody. Because um, you have Syrup and then these six, and they all offer quite a bit of variety in style and tone and, you know, what they're going for. So 
as these come out and I go through them throughout the year, I will be sure to break them down and let you know what I think. So thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Hello everyone and welcome to a no longer as special game show with me, Wakapale. Today we are going to do a battle royale. We have Big L. Hello. Elroy OMJ. Hey buddy. What the fuck? Hello. Facial Lafleur. Hey. And Freemhole. <laughs> Hello. Battling it out. We had six people enter a Skype call. Only one will emerge victorious. I like my chances. We got six. Gloria, get the pizza! Our contestants have a board in front of them with five categories with seven different point values. The categories are Bro, Bad Girls, Games with Gold, Rat Attack and Battle Royale. We will begin by asking a question and whoever gets closest to the answer will begin and then we will sort out the rest in order. If you end your turn without being in the lead you are eliminated so technically all it's this might take is one question. (laughs) Don't get eliminated. To make this more complicated you can only get one point above the current leader. You, you can choose to hit the uh, whatever score you need to get tied with the leader. You will be in the competition. But you will preferably want to get one point above. Right, we got this. We will start with our question determining who goes first. Hatta 90 is fairly new to achievement hunting, but is quickly climbing the leaderboards. What is his current placement on the overall true achievement leaderboard? Whoever is closest begins. Big L. Alright, I'm putting on my thinking hat on. Oh, bad. So, I'm going to say, I have no idea. We'll say 20,000. Elroy OMJ. Lower. No, uh, let's say, uh... <laughs> so, uh, 19,999. <laughs> I'd say we'll go with, uh, let's see, he's, I think he has about... He has a real high ratio, but he, you know, he's he's higher than twenty thousand. Um, he's got to be like, I don't know, three thousand, three thousand. What the fuck? Um, uh, I'm gonna guess it's somewhere in between that, probably closer to about ten thousand. Facial floor. Ooh, good guess. Let's say sixty-four hundred. Free mold. Oh, those are all really great guesses, fellas. Um. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with, let's uh, try to shoot the middle of Fug and Facial and go with a 7,500. 7,500. Okay. And the answer is 45,459. <laughs> oh, boy. I was off a little. So I'm going to calculate the score here. <laughs> Big L, since you got closest, you get to choose uh, the category and you can only choose uh, the one score. Alright, I'm gonna go with Games with Gold for one. Games with Gold for one. The very first Games with Gold was a Fable game. Was it Fable 2 or Fable 3? 
since you are first, you are going to be in the lead anyway, so you oh will boy. not get eliminated if you answer this incorrectly. Oh, so there was an advantage there. I'm going to say Fable 3. It was indeed Fable 3. Fable 2 has never been Games with Gold. All right. Really? I don't know either of those. That puts Big L in the lead with one. Facial floor, you are up. You can choose either one or two. Let's go Bad Girls for one. Do you raid tombs? <laughs> there is supposed to be a new Battletoads on the way to Xbox. What is the Battletoads female antagonist called? Is it Dark Queen, Lady Licky, or Gruntilda? This is awful. Um, <laughs> I feel like Gruntilda is antagonist in Banjo-Kazooie. Am I wrong about that? Maybe. This isn't a... 20 yeah. questions? <laughs> this isn't a team sport. Help me, guys! You're thinking of someone else. Gruntilda... You're trying to play duos? Guys. That's the area between the anus and the... Oh, no. That's... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> so, what's li... so what's Lady Licky, then? Yeah, no, that's what I was... Oh, man, you went there. I guess I'm going to go Lady Licky. That is Terrible. incorrect. It was the Dark Queen. The most generic name. Yeah, that's the most generic name. I uh, probably lady, would have is lady gone Licky out there. Actually, as well. the name of somebody. I mean, I've never heard that one. <laughs> no, I, I just made that up because it was Battletoads. Came from Waka's head. <laughs> okay. The dark recesses. Man. That means that our first casualty is Facial Lafleur. Oh, oh man! Headshot. Can we roll, please? I I think you got the. Uh, I think I messed up the question. This should have been a, a uh, true or false. Well, he's still eliminated. It's too bad. Th that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got on a bad server, man. Uh... Better luck next time, Facial. Bye. Thanks Bye. for having me. What the fuck? You're up. Let's go for rat attack. You jerk. Just one. Right? <laughs> I can do just one. You can do one. He's playing defense at this point. Rats were largely responsible for spreading the bubonic plague. Oh. Does the Game Pass title Plague Tale take place in Italy? I, I thought it actually took place in France, so let's say no. That is correct. It takes place in France. Oh, I'm so nice. glad I... So glad I didn't pick that category. Way to go. Yeah. That is not what <laughs> I expected. Too. Not what I expected. Fog is in it. <laughs> that would have been... Remo, you're up. He knows what he did. So, Waka, quick quick question here. Is there any reason to pick a two? Would that put me in a better spot? It would just give me some flexibility next time to get less points? Or? Uh, the the uh, scores are cumulative. So if you pick a two, everyone who is below you... Uh, will get eliminated if they can't answer their questions. Oh, I should have gone higher. So, Dang it. So, so right now, Big L and Fug, they uh, will get go to the next round, but uh, they are only in position to eliminate you and Elroy. The questions get progressively more difficult. Sure. Let's, uh, I liked, I liked Rat Attack, so I'm going to do Rat Attack 2. I Rat think. Attack 2. There is not a single released Xbox game containing the word rat as a standalone word. There is a rats game though. Is it rats on the run, steel rats, or reservoir rats? Oh, it's totally steel rats. That is correct. It's a motorcycle game. 
Uh, there is also a Rats Quest, but it is not yet <laughs> released. Nice one. I think Rat on the Run is a mobile game. I think it was a Game Boy game. Oh. Freemhole yeah. is in the lead. Elroy OMJ is up. He can choose either a two-pointer or a three-pointer. Oh boy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think I'm going to play it safe. and uh, If I just go with a one-pointer, I advance on to the next round, right? No, if you... Pick a one-pointer, you will be below two. Well, the heck, so come. All right, well, let's you go. You will be out. Let's go, bro, for two. Brothers in Arms, Hell's Highway has at least one infamous achievement. What do you have to do to unlock Obsessive while connected to Xbox Live? Finished campaign in one sitting, play on 100 different days, or win 1,000 ranked multiplayer matches? Well, it's so interesting you put this question on there since I have never even heard of it. So let's think of, there's <laughs> one famous achievement. Which one's the worst? So a thousand ranked multiplayer messages would just be off. All of these sound awful. So connected to Xbox Live, that throws a wrinkle in there. Uh, see here, 100 different days? That would be problematic with Xbox Live given the connection issues and timestamps and Oh, let's go with play on 100 different days. And uh, Quizmaster Elroy is gone. Is still in it. What? <laughs> what? For real? You have Whoa. to play it for 100 dif different days while connected to live, oh, but it, you can change the date on your Xbox to earn it. Oh, man. That was a tough one now. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking a maybe. thousand multiplayer. You could probably grind that out. It shouldn't be famous for that. So yeah, there you go. That was kind of my rationale. So we are back at Big L, and he can choose a one or a two pointer to still be in the competition. I will go games with gold for two. Hundreds of games have been offered as games with gold. Which of the following games have not been games with gold? Oh, Sleeping Dogs, Binary Domain, or Hydro Thunder Hurricane? Ooh, I like the way you said that. <laughs> well, since I am Big L, I know my free stuff. I'm going to go with Binary Domain. Oh, good answer. That is correct. I like that answer. That's I like two that points answer. for Big L. Yeah. Putting him at three. Facial is gone. Bye. What the fuck is up? <laughs> he needs to get at least two points to stay in it. Let's go for games with gold for three. Oh. The Halo series is one of the most popular Xbox exclusives. Oh How many Halo games have been offered as games with gold in North America? You know, I have very little clue because I don't play a whole lot of Halo. boy. But I know some of the <laughs> non-main ones have been on games with gold. Um, let's go with four. Four? That is incorrect. It, it has been Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Spartan Assault putting the total to three. That's right. You, so you are out, Fug. Yeah, that would have killed me as well. Bomb there, man. That was a terrible question. Should've I mean, not a terrible up. question, but that was just hard, man. That should have <laughs> been like a seven or something, man. God. Well, you don't know what the what rest of the... going to be on 7, man. Master Chief Collection Canadian Edition. <laughs> Any parting words, Fog? 
No, not really. <laughs> Maybe next time. Bye. Thanks for playing. Free mole, you're up. You need one point to advance. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it's going to be picked up on my microphone because uh, my son is upstairs playing Fortnite and he is jumping up and down. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't pick up on this recording. But in the spirit of that, I'm going to take Ooh. Battle Royale for two. Fortuitous. Fortnite was technically the first Battle Royale tagged game on TA to get achievements, but since the Battle Royale part does not come with an achievement list, it doesn't count. Which was the first Battle Royale to get achievements? The Culling, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, or Apex Legends? I'm glad you picked this one, not me. You know, I believe it was The Culling, and you had to get it real quick because they took it down super fast. You are incorrect about that part. Oh, no! But you chose no! the r- right answer. Oh, wait. I got the right answer, but they didn't take it down. It was The fast. Culling 2 that was taken <laughs> down really fast. Uh, yeah, the the Culling 1 survived <laughs> The Culling 2 before it was culled as well. <laughs> so that means Freemhole got another two-pointer, and is at four. Oh, God. Commanding lead. I just picked up a rocket launcher, and I got my chug jugs. Ooh, you're setting the bar, man. I'm camping in the center circle. Bring it. Elroy OMJ is up, and he needs at least two points to stay in. I don't see any reason to show off, man. These courses are hard, man. Where's all these uh, little easy gamer score questions? Uh, Let's go Bad Girls 2. Renegade Commander Shepard has no time for your snide insinuations. How does she handle being confronted by investigative reporters? She kills them, punches them, or destroys their equipment. What? Did you play Mass Effect, Elroy? Oh, I was going. That was my first question: Is who the hell is Renegade Commander Shepard? Um, you could. I mean that. <laughs> Yeah, my knowledge of Renegade Commander Shepard is somewhat limited in the fact that I never played a single second of any of those games um, or know anything about them. So uh, that's that's great. Um, Waka, it's been really great. Thanks for uh, having me on today. Uh, the odds are going to catch up with me at some point, given I've had two questions that have known absolutely zero about either one of them. So I had a 33% chance on the first one. What's the math on getting two 33% chances in, in a row correct? Is that like 20% or something? Or no, 15, 15? Hey, okay, so together. there we are. 12.5%. Uh, all right, so... What does this individual, let me just kind of dissect the question here. What does this individual do? She has no time for your snide insinuations. Uh, The Mass Effect, I don't think, is like an over-the-top game. I think it's supposed to be somewhat realistic. It's like story-driven. So I'm assuming that Renegade Commander Shepard doesn't straight-up kill people. Punching them doesn't seem very, um, very likely i guess in the sense that it's not very uh meaningful but destroying your equipment so maybe that has some kind of game effect so it like destroys your equipment so there you go i'm just going to show you enough of your snide insinuations should be a femship though that's what happens wait who was who was i thought it was a lady you can be a femship the same reporter shows up repeatedly through the series, and uh, you can always choose to punch her. 
Okay, so so it wasn't actually the lady punching. You were punching a lady. No, you can you can be, be a female shepherd. Oh man, this one should have an asterisk. That's not a bad girl. That's a bad either or, man. It's twenty twenty. There's going to be lots of either ors. <laughs> well, it was it was an honor to uh, make it to third place. Quizmaster Elroy is out. Womp womp. All right. I'm going to go try uh, go f- play some real games now. All right. No Iron Snout questions this time, man. Killing me. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Bye. Later. Big L, Peace. you're up. All right. Oh, I'm going to play it safe. Problem we are running into now is that we're out of twos. You are allowed to go to three. I can't pick a one and tie him? You can pick a one and tie him, or you can pick a three-pointer. Hmm. Hmm. All right, let's go for the jugular. Games with goal for four. <laughs> Games with... Yeah, no, you're not going to... Thought you're not allowed to, to pick this. a four. Only one or three. Oh. Games with goal for five. <laughs> All right, invoking my celebrity Jeopardy over here. All right, I'll go bro for three. For the whole tomato here. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons was at the time considered a quick and easy completion. Many earned all achievements before finishing the story and did not play the final chapter which introduced a new control scheme tied to the story. What was the twist that led to the change? Is there a spoiler warning on this? There probably should be. I don't spoiler. get what the questions ask. Well, did you play the game? I did. And do you... Did you... Complete it? I did. Okay. Do you remember what happened? I do. That I think that's what oh. he's asking. <laughs> if you can explain um, what happened. It's just a new control scheme. The the control scheme was that um, the left analog stick was one brother and the right analog stick was the other brother. And the final chapter plays differently. And why is that? Yeah. So what's the twist? I think the older brother dies. Is that your answer? Sure. Yes, the older brother died. Okay. And the younger brother used the older brother's controls to accomplish the final set of puzzles. Which was awesome. It was, and many never experienced it. That means Big L is at six points. Freemhole needs two points to tie him. Well, I think I'm going to have to go with the Battle Royale 3 then. Battle Royale 3 it is. PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds Frying Pan got very popular due to a bug later turned feature. What is so special about the PUBG Frying Pan? There was a one-hit kill! Is that your answer? I think so. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, uh, it's, it's bulletproof. One-hit kill That's or bulletproof? It's one of them. Bulletproof. Bulletproof is my answer. Bulletproof is the correct answer. Woo! That was that close. That was really close. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, th- that's right. Because you you had it on the your, yeah Did you, you know wore it on your fact? back, and if someone shot you in the back, it would ting off, and you would uh, survive. You, you can also hold it front of you, and uh, if people shoot you, you do not get hurt if they hit the pan. Big L, you're up. This is exciting. This is not exciting, Freem. You have bro for one, but real for one to tie it up, or bad girls three and rat attack three if you want to surpass remote. Alright, well if I'm gonna go out I'm not gonna go out on a, a multiple choice one pointer, so I'm gonna go with bad girls for three. The Dampier rain has killed hundreds of Nazis, bikers, vampires, werewolves, and other creatures of the night. What is the name of her bloody franchise? What? 
<laughs> I think I know the answer. Uh, I don't know. Like her bloody franchise, like a British person is asking this question. <laughs> it might be very literal. What is the name of the bloody franchise? I don't know. Nazis. I don't know who Dampierine is. <laughs> um. Well, I have no idea. It's got to be a female. And Dampier is a half vampire, half human. Oh, interesting. Wow. I'm pretty sure I got the answer. I have no idea. I will guess Bayonetta. Can I make a guess? You can. No idea. Pretty sure it's Blood Rain. It is indeed Blood Rain. Woot woot. That's my taunt dance on your corpse. (laughs) I got got (laughs) framed. The answer was literally in the question. Well, that would not have helped me. Woot woot. Woot woot. Have you played that game, Frame? Uh, no, but I saw the terrible late 90s movie, or was it early 2000s? I think there are several movies. I was thinking of the one that starred, uh, oh, what's her name, Natasha something? Anyway. Big L is out. Yeah, they, Natasha they were, Henstridge. They were not good. Was, Natasha Henstridge was in every movie. Event. Big L got six points. Freem Hall won with seven after three rounds. Congratulations, Brandon. That was super fun. I love trivia. Well, it was fun having you on. Just want to say I beat I beat the rest of the old people. You did. Young guy, the young whippersnapper got me. That's the one. It was, uh, the reason I remember it, it was a U-Bowl movie. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. 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 He's famous for having uh, really great movies. Yep. <laughs> Christiana Loken was the, the female lead. I was thinking of that one. But yeah, U-Bowl, baby. If it was Chocolate Rain, I would have had a better chance. All right. Chocolate rain. Oh, well done, Fremo. Thank you. You got the chicken dinner. Love it. Thank you so much, Waka. Rematch. It was great. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll show up anytime. Bring in the battle circle, baby. Thank you for showing up for this battle royale. Uh, I said last time that I didn't know if there was going to be any more of these, but I've had fun making them. But uh, G-Task is taking its toll, so I don't see this happening again soon. All right, go get some sleep, brother. Laters. Bye, everyone. Thank you.